This is WCNY's The Capitol Press Room, and we're going to analyze what the governor's budget means for the Adirondack region of New York. And to do that, we're joined by John Sheehan, spokesman for the Adirondack Council. Welcome back to the show, John. Thank you, David. So a headline in the Adirondack Explorer described uh, Governor Hochul's budget as containing some ups and downs for the region. Do you think that's a fair assessment? Yeah, I, I do. There are some good aspects to it, but uh, some disappointing things at the same time. I think it was a bit of a roller coaster. Well, again, let's start with the positive. So what stands out in terms of benefiting the Adirondacks in this budget? Well, one of the big things we saw was an increase in the uh, amount of budget money that communities were eligible for who are trying to build new water and sewer systems in the Adirondacks. The grant went from 25% maximum of uh, the total cost of the project to 50% maximum, which would help a number of communities in the Adirondacks be able to afford multi-million dollar improvements to their wastewater, especially and to drinking water projects that they would never be able to afford on their own. So this is a good thing to see. However, at the same time, the governor cut the uh, amount of money available for these grants from $500 million a year to $250 million a year. So it'll actually be harder for communities to compete statewide in getting that money. So uh, it was sort of a give with one hand, take with the other approach to this. And we're hoping the legislature will find a way to maybe restore some of that funding to the total grant program as, as time goes on. Well, you mentioned the legislative role in this process, and I don't want to get ahead of myself, but it seems like the budget dance, as I'm used to in Albany, involves the governor laying out her plan, and then ultimately through negotiations, uh, the legislature spends some of its political capital on restoring cuts or reinserting programs. So uh, assuming that dance goes as it has in the past, the choreography hasn't changed, are there other areas in addition to uh, the clean water infrastructure money that you'd like to see the legislature step up? Well, yes. We're concerned that in the past, the governor had led on funding for an educational program in the park called the Timbuktu Summer Climate Careers Institute. This is a collaboration between City University of New York College campus in Brooklyn, the Medgrabbers College, and the one in the High Peaks region of the Adirondacks, which is the SUNY College of Environmental Science and Forestry, the state university. So these two colleges were working together to bring kids from the city up to the Adirondacks to learn about careers that are not necessarily being offered at Medgrabbers or any of the city schools, but a rewarding opportunity for the students and would give the Adirondacks a much wider talent pool than it's had in the past to recruit folks for careers in wilderness protection, forest rangers and conservation officers, scientists who are working to try and solve the climate change dilemma, and folks who will also help us to gauge and protect ourselves from other air pollutants that we are measuring on a regular basis as part of the scientific regimen here in the Adirondacks. And how much money are we talking about here? That particular program was set up for a $2.1 million appropriation each year. That amount was essentially eliminated from the governor's budget, reappropriated last year's funding, which may not have gone out the door yet, but did not add any for this year. So we're concerned about that and hoping that that will be restored. We'd also like to see restoration of the Adirondack Diversity Initiative, which in the governor's budget 
was cut from the $420,000 she provided last year down to $300,000 in this year's proposal. And we're also very concerned about a proposed raid on the Environmental Protection Fund. That is a $400 million fund essentially set up specifically for capital projects that are necessary for environmental protection. Instead, the governor has added $25 million worth of salaries and day-to-day expenses to that account, which we don't believe belong in there. We've managed to keep them out since the Environmental Protection Fund was first approved, and we'll be working with the legislature to try and eliminate that. Trying to go back to the positive side of things, anything stand out either because it'll have broad, far-reaching environmental benefits and therefore will benefit the Adirondack Park, or maybe there were things in here that were specific to uh, the Adirondack Park, whether it's you know grants for visitor safety or even maybe road paving uh, that you think is going to make a difference for the region. There are grants for visitor safety. We are grateful to see that. This is something that both the Adirondacks and Catskills have been trying to improve conditions for and find ways to keep it from harming the environment overall at the same time. So, yes, that was an important part of her budget. But uh, again, we're looking for some additional funding on that uh, from the legislature, but difficult to say how much will be available this year. We are grateful also to see that there will be a focus on harmful algal blooms in the Adirondacks. That's something that's become a problem that is more persistent in the park than it has been in the past. 2021, we only saw six throughout the Adirondack Park. In 2023, we saw closer to 60. There are a variety of reasons why this might be happening, but we really need to do some research into this, and we need to devote some state money to trying to prevent it in the future. Algal blooms can be a variety of different bacterial growth problems in water. The ones that are the most harmful are generally a a blue-green cyanobacteria, which is uh, uh, the root word for uh, cyanide, as you might expect. That kind of a bacterial bloom can be very harmful to any animal, human or otherwise, that comes in contact with that water. That means uh, pets are at great risk and uh, the health of the water body itself. We're seeing some additional algal blooms happening as a result of a phenomenon in which lakes that are recovering from acid rain are starting to turn browner and are starting to decay plant material that had essentially been pickled for decades because of the low pH of the water. It was so acidic that, like putting something in vinegar, It preserved it for a long period of time. So layers and layers of leaves and branches and dead plants lay at the bottom of water bodies, really not decomposing over a long period of time. And that is starting to catch up as those water bodies essentially become less acidic and more healthy. They are having a period of time where we're seeing rapid increase in plant matter decay. And that's causing some problems short term that we're not necessarily understood very well as part of the recovery from the acid rain. As we study this, we're going to need more state resources. I think seeing a tenfold jump in one year is something we really have to pay attention to. And this is not just water bodies with a lot of boat traffic and septic systems around them. A couple of these were on the forest preserve, which uh, kind of reinforces the uh, acid rain aspect to this problem, but there's uh, a lot we still need to understand about it, and the state is going to 
have to play a key role in making sure that we do understand it going ahead and can react to anything that's within our power to fix. Well, before we move on, let us uh, reintroduce you for listeners just joining us. Uh, we're examining the governor's budget proposal and its impact on the Adirondack Park. And our guest is John Sheehan, a spokesman for the Adirondack Council. So coming back to the idea of the larger environmental landscape, were there investments on the climate change side of things that you would have liked to see that could have potentially had a meaningful consequence for the park? There is a program that we are concerned about that we definitely want to work with the legislature to restore, which is called the Survey of Climate and Adirondack Lake Ecosystems. And this is a new study of Adirondack water bodies that is similar to the one that the EPA had been funding for many years, which was focused exclusively on acid rain and air pollution. But in this case, we are seeing things happening with lakes in the Adirondacks as a result of climate change that is altering both their response to acid rain and the park's response to a changing climate. Understanding what's happening in the Adirondacks really helps us to figure out what's going on in the rest of the state and the rest of the Northeast. The work that's been done here over the decades has been extremely valuable, not only to building that scientific understanding, but also in helping New York to defend itself against the smokestacks of the Midwest. Attorneys General from Bob Abrams all the way through uh, Letitia James went to court to try and shut down coal plants in the Midwest that were causing public health problems and environmental disasters here in the Adirondacks. They had with them an armory of scientific data showing exactly what the problem was in the Adirondacks, how it responded to changes in pollution upwind, and we could show that there was a causal connection between the pollution coming out of the power plants in one place and the damage happening hundreds of miles away in the Adirondack Park with great accuracy. For years and years, our biggest problem in persuading the Midwest to do anything about this or the federal government to intervene was the uncertainty over whether what was happening in the Adirondacks was just some kind of a natural phenomenon or something that was definitely industrially driven. I think it has a lot of resonance for the uh, current discussion over climate change. Having this scientific endeavor going on in the park, again, for a couple of million dollars a year over a three or four year period, will really boost our understanding and continue to give us the moral authority to demand better from the power sector and from every industry that is uh, contributing to climate instability around the world. Well, finally, the Adirondack Council reports that the Adirondack Park Agency is going to have about $6.6 million for its operations. What do you think about the resources for this important regulator in the park? Resources being given to the park agency are lacking in a lot of ways, and uh, not the least of which is enforcement and compliance with regulations where they have the tiniest enforcement department of any state agency but also in the basic day-to-day workings of the agency. They lack a number of scientific positions that uh, would help them better understand what's happening with wildlife, with climate, and with wetlands and ecosystems that they are protecting every day. They should have better expertise on forestry, especially at a time when we're seeing 
commercial logging happening in the Adirondacks at a pace that is uh, outstripping its growth rate. So the park agency needs to understand the ecological implications of that as it makes decisions for future development and future timber harvesting in the park. We have seen the uh, Upstate Cellular Task Force report saying the park agency needs better resources to judge what the visual impacts are of towers if it is going to help the industry fill the gaps in the Adirondack Park. Currently, it's relying upon essentially an orange balloon floated from a string, and that means no visual simulations during the wintertime when the sites are not accessible by foot or by automobile. These are generally mountaintops, so it's uh, generally not an easy place to get to at those times of the year. Those are among several obvious shortcomings at the park agency. And of course, we have been asking them for years now to try to do something about their lack of, I don't want to say backbone, I want to say resolve, I guess, in protecting water bodies in the backcountry that are essentially undeveloped. The last three of those that they've been presented with development schemes for, they've approved essentially piano key shaped lots around the outside of the water body. And a classic suburban style subdivision that does the worst potential damage ecologically to the wildlife habitat and the water quality on the property. So we really want to see that change. We think that the legislature is getting to the point where it's no longer going to allow the park agency to ignore that problem, but we'll see as the year goes on whether they get that message or not. Well, unfortunately, that's all the time we have. Uh, we've been speaking with John Sheehan, who's a spokesman for the Adirondack Council. John, thank you so much for giving us this rundown. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Is your business, agency, or service interested in delivering your message to more than two dozen radio stations statewide carrying Capital Press Room? If so, visit capitalpressroom.org to contact our underwriting team.